Praise the Lord. Praise well, today we're looking at the topic, children of light. Children of light. Turn with me, please, to 1 John, the first chapter, and verse 5. We'll start at that point, and we'll see where we go from there. Amen? Amen. In the uh, New King James translation, 1 John, the first, cha uh, first chapter, and verse 5. Glory to God. And let's read it out loud together. This uh, is, this is the when I get there. Okay. I'm there. All right. This is the message that we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Wow. Isn't that something? It says... And I just excerpted this out, but it says, This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Wow. Let's go back, and let's look at the Gospel of John, the first chapter. The Gospel of John, the first chapter. I thought it was exciting because uh, when John, who pinned 1 John, of course, but he also pinned the Gospel according to John, as inspired by the Holy Ghost. And let's look back at that. John, the first chapter. And let's pick up at verse 1. And we'll read down and highlight a few things as we go down through that. Let's begin to read. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Now, before we go to verse 6, look, please, look at the connect. In the beginning was what? The Word. The Word was what? With God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. And without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. Now it's interesting because the Him that it's referring to is the Word. In, in its context. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. It's referring to the word. Yeah. And we know. If we go down. Let's just jump down for a minute. To verse 14. And what does it say? 
And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So we know that it's referring to Jesus. Right? Yes. Now let's go back up. Verse 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Then it goes on in verse 6, and let's read it out together. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. Notice how John pins that. He says that John, who referring to John the Baptist, right? Yes. He says that John came for a witness to bear witness of the light. Yes. Isn't that interesting? And the reason I say it's interesting is because he didn't say John came to bear witness of Jesus. He said he came to bear witness of the light. Mm -hmm. And he says that all through him, through who? Jesus. The light. We're going to connect Jesus because it is referring to Jesus. Yes. But right now we're talking about children of the light. Mm -hmm. And we want to get a handle on the light. Yes. And that's why we looked at 1 John 1 and 5 because it says God is light. Mm -hmm. Wow. Then he says uh, in verse 8, let's read it. He, that is John, was not that light, mm -hmm. but was sent to bear witness of that light. Mm -hmm. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. Mm -hmm. Wow. Did you see it? Yes. He says, John the Baptist says, he was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. What light? That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. So every person who comes into the world has been given light. Mm -hmm. Oh, you get it in a minute. <laughs> and it goes back up and says, back to verse 4, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. See the connect? He was not that light. 
but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. And what is that light? That light is the life. Where is it? Verse 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. It's so important that you get it. Because you have to understand, every person who comes into this world has been given the light. Because the light is life. Wow. The, the interesting thing about this is somewhere in the scheme of things darkness shows up. Do you hear what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But every man who comes into this world has been given light. Mm -hmm. Somebody says, well, I don't know if that's so. Well, what did he say? It says right here in verse 9 of John, the first chapter, that was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. Wow. And the reason we're emphasizing that is because we don't recognize, well, let's go another way. Wow. Yeah, okay. Put something here. We may come back. That's why I want you to put something there. But go over to 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. 2 Corinthians, 4th chapter. And in 2 Corinthians, the 4th chapter. Wow. Hmm. Uh, let's begin at 1st verse. 4th chapter, 1st verse. Let's read it together, please. Therefore... Since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart, but we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus, the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For it is the God, for it is the God who commanded light 
to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Wow. Every person who comes into this world, the true light has been given to them because that light is life. Did you hear what I'm saying? Wow. I think it's absolutely tremendous that, and, and bear with me here for a moment, because you got to get this. That light that lights every man that comes into this world, at some point, at conception, God is present. I don't know how else to say that. You, you understand what I'm saying. You, you get it in a minute. God is present to give light, life. Does that make sense? Somebody says, well, Pastor Joe, why, why are you being so strong on that point? Why are you trying to emphasize that? Because, and we've shared it before, but I want to share it again. We know for conception to take place, there has to be the seed and the egg coming together. Right? The seed of the man and the egg of the woman, right? And I still say, which one? Which one? Carries the spirit of man. Did you hear what I said? Which one? Carries the spirit of man. Come on. Did you hear what I said? It's important to get it. We don't have any challenges saying. That man is a spirit being. Right? Right? As a soul lives in a body. Man is spirit. Because he's created in the image and likeness of who? God. And Jesus said to the woman at the well, God is a spirit. So we conclude without a shadow of a doubt that we're spirit beings. My question comes, which one? Is the spirit in the egg? Or is the spirit in the seed? Come on. Which one? The seed. I say to you that when the seed makes contact with the egg, the light, (laughs) the light that's given to every man. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. Go, go back, go back. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to John one more time. Mm-hmm. Which John? I know you're saying 
first chapter of John. Go back to the first chapter of John, please. First chapter of John. First chapter of John. I know you there already. I'm just getting there. That's all right. First chapter of John. And it says in verse 9. Verse 9. First chapter of John, verse 9. It says what? Let's read it together. Are you there yet? Yes. Some are, some are. Mm -hmm. Let's get there, please. John chapter 1, mm -hmm. verse 9. Wow. Mm, 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 mm. Well, no, let's go back up now. I want to do, let's start at verse 6. Same chapter, but verse 6. Because we got a little bit more information now. So when we look at this, we can even get more, I think, from it. All right. Let's read, beginning at verse 6. There was, there was a, a man, man sent from God whose name was John. That's referring to who? John the Baptist, right? Mm -hmm. This man, who? This man, who? John the Baptist, right? Came for a witness. To bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. We don't have any challenges. We know eventually the light is going to be clearly demonstrated as Jesus, right? That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. That gives light to every man coming into the world. Go right back up there in that chapter, John 1, and the life was the light. Did you see the connect there? Up in John 1? When it says in verse 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. You've got to understand that when that person is conceived, not only does the seed and egg come together, but the one who's the true light Gives what? There you go. The one who's the true light gives light to every man coming into the world. He's the one who gives the light, and the light is life. <laughs> You may say, well, Pastor Joe, why do you keep emphasizing that? Because if the spirit, if the light was already in the seed, then that means that all those seeds that didn't make it were aborted, and that's not the case. That's right. Did you hear what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Lord have mercy. Wow. 
Nobody is a mistake. That's right. That's right. God says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Can you see the picture there? The God who knew you before he formed you in the midst of that conception. God shows up. Yes, yes. The true light that lights every man that comes into the world shows up. Yes. And so what the scientists see or the whoever can do all of whatever they can do, they see the dividing of those cells in the natural. You understand what I'm saying? They can see that. They see the formation of the face and the eyes and the ears and all of that. They see it. That's right. What they don't see. Come on. What they don't see. That's right. Is the true light. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That lights every man. They come into the world. Yes, hallelujah. Did you hear what I said? Hallelujah. They ain't got that kind of scope yet. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did you hear what I said? They can see all of the blood vessels. They can see all of that stuff. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> but the real you. That God has put there. Yes, hallelujah. Come on. Did you hear what I'm saying? He lights every man that comes into the world. That's why 2 Corinthians 4 4 is so important. The God of this age. The small G of this world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. has blinded mm-hmm. the minds mm-hmm. of those who do not believe. That's right. <sighs> Did you hear what I said? Mm-hmm. He's blinded the minds. That part of you, which is spirit, come on, for really in your spirit, man, dwells your mind. That's why soul and spirit are so intricately tied together. That's why Hebrews says that the sword of the spirit is sharper than any two-edged sword, right? The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It can divide asunder what? Yeah, bone and marrow and sword, soul and spirit. Turn it. Hebrews. We go there for a moment. Let's go over to Hebrews. Let's start at the fourth chapter. I think that's where it is. Hebrews fourth chapter. Hebrews, the fourth chapter. 
You see it? Yes. Verse 12. Hebrews 4th chapter, verse 12. Let's read it together. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Did you hear that? Now they tell me that the joints and marrow, the joints and marrow of man is so adhesed together. You understand what I'm saying? The joints and the marrow are so adhesed together. And here it says that the word of God is sharp enough not only to divide the joints and marrow, but the soul and the spirit. And not only that, but it also can do what? It says that it can discern. It is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. In other words, God not only knows your thoughts, but he knows the intent of the thought. He can separate. Did you hear what I said? Yes. Yes. He can separate the intent from the thought. Lord have mercy. You come on, come on, come on. A thought, you have a thought. And all of a sudden you realize, but God, that's not my thought. That's not my intent. God knows it. Yes. You hear what I said? Yes. When you say something and somebody misinterprets it, and it gets back to you and they say to you, when you said such and such, I was really offended by what you said. And you saying inside of you, but I didn't mean that to be offensive. And you tell the person, I didn't mean that to be offensive. I was just making a statement. And the person says, but you said it. And they go off. So then the question becomes, who really knows the intent of the thought? Yes, he does. Did you hear what I'm saying? Yes. My goodness. Mm -hmm. And then, well, while we're there, uh, while we're there in Hebrews 4, 12, let's go on and read a little bit more, like verse 13. And there, let's read it together out loud. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Did you hear what I'm saying? Yes, indeed. There's no creature hidden from his sight. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Yes. Well, good God Almighty. What better person than the one who gives light 
to every man that comes into the world. That's <laughs> because the light is the life. And the one who gives the life is the light. And the light is the word. Yes. And the word is God. Yes. And God is light. Yes. And the one John talked about that he witnessed was coming was the light. Yes. And the light was the word made flesh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you see the connect? Mm -hmm. The light, the word, God. Mm -hmm. Birth. Man coming. Mm -hmm. He lights. The true light that lights. Every man, every man, mm -hmm. every man mm -hmm. that comes into, into the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you get it? Oh my God. Wow. Do you see how important? Do you understand why out of all the other sins, God puts such an emphasis on sexual immorality? Yeah, I mean, it's all whatever. You know, sin is sin, no matter who's in, all that. But because God gets involved. Did you hear what I said? Man has come up with all this kind of stuff that they can see. The cell, the seed, the egg. See all of that. I haven't heard one yet say I saw the spirit. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Yeah. I saw the spirit. Yeah. That's right. That likes every man that, every that man. comes into the world gets involved. Lord have mercy. No, no, no. Now, let's go on. I just wanted to share that with us. Glory to God. Turn to John the 8th chapter. John the 8th chapter. Jesus makes this statement. I know you've heard it before, but let's go there for a minute. John the 8th chapter. Lord have mercy. Somebody says, well, Pastor Joe, why are you so excited about that? Oh, God. Because if we can ever get to a point that we understand how valuable, how precious, how... understand what I'm saying that you are did you hear what I said and the enemy the small G of this world 
is running a game because he knows it. And the only way he can blind your mind is when you choose not to believe. That's right. That's right. <sighs> Did you hear what I said? Mm -hmm. And notice, it didn't say he blinded your eyes. He blinds your mind. What's in your mind that we know of? The thoughts. Did you hear what I'm saying? The thoughts. The thoughts. The thoughts. And how do the thoughts get there? By what you allow in. Did you hear what I'm saying? Yes. And sometimes, even when you don't allow them in, they show up. <laughs> but what did the word say? Bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Cast it down. So in other words, there can be thoughts that enter your mind that don't line up with the word of God. But you have a responsibility to do something with them. That's right. Did you hear what I said? Yes. Mm -hmm. But he will blind the enemy, small g, will blind the minds of those who believe not. Less, L-E-S-T, less the glorious light of the gospel would do what? Shine unto them. But the light that lights every man that comes into the world, the true light, yes. come on, yes. is God, is Jesus. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Talking about shouting. <laughs> Come on, y'all. John 8th chapter. We're going to get there. John the 8th chapter. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> this is the account of that woman caught in adultery. And we know the story. Caught in the very act. And of course, they only bring the woman. So I don't know what happened to the man. He just disappeared. He was probably in the group coming in, right? You know, come on. I wouldn't be surprised. At that. You know, the devil is crazy. And he will make you crazy. Do you understand what I'm saying? He probably was right in the group. Probably, you know, spearheading the stuff. Yeah, let's go on. Take on, take on up there. You know what I'm saying? Come on, let's take up there. And you know the story. Jesus eventually started writing on the ground. I don't see any place else where it talked about Jesus writing. Mm -hmm. Did you hear what I said? Mm -hmm. At no place else is it recorded in the scripture. I'm not saying he didn't write. Mm -hmm. But nowhere did it say in the scriptures. So apparently God felt it was necessary to let us know that he could write. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know what he wrote. <laughs> 
All I know is he was writing, and I guess they were talking. He was writing. And then he said, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. And then if I'm not mistaken, let me just see if I see it there. But what is John 8th chapter? Yes. Okay, it says, so when they continue, oh, 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 no, let me go back up. While we're here, let's just look at it. Oh, verse, uh, let's start at verse 6. John chapter 8, verse 6. Let's read it together. This they said, in other words, what did they say? Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. Now they knew what Moses said in the law, right? But Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. That is the woman caught in adultery, right? And then they had the audacity to add to that, Moses commanded it. But they said to Jesus, but what do you say? Come on now. Why, if you knew what Moses said, why are you showing up to Jesus to present to him this woman caught in the very act of adultery, telling me, telling Jesus, what Moses commanded in the law and then said to Jesus, but what do you say? And look at what this says. Verse 6. This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger yes. as though he did not hear. Yes, yes, yes. Did you hear what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine? Mm -hmm. They asking him after they said what, you know, whatever. And Jesus stoops down and starts writing on the ground as though he did not what? Hear them. Give him no place. Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I just thought I'd throw that one in. Yes, yes. But yes. then he says, so when they continued asking him, yes. mm -hmm. they didn't stop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even though he tried his best to ignore them, mm -hmm. they didn't stop. Mm -hmm. They continued asking him. Mm -hmm. He raised himself up. And said to them, he who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Come on. Did you see that? He made a statement and then just stooped back down again. And did what? Wrote on the ground. I don't know what he was writing. Maybe he was writing their names down. They said. They said. <laughs> you know, like a name oh, here. Oh, oh. <laughs> Your day was yesterday. Come on. Your day was day before. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And it says, <laughs> Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. My goodness. And that's not even the point we wanted to make out of this, but come on, I, did, you hear what, did you see it? 
And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Did you hear what I'm saying? He knew that she had sinned. But he told her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. But, but, But now we get to the next piece here. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, Now, apparently, all this must have been done in the open area. Mm -hmm. And apparently, after the woman left, I guess the people just gathered around Jesus again. You know what I'm saying? The people. And he makes this statement. I am. Let's read it together. Verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Lord have mercy. (laughs) Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Come on, come on. And then he said, what? He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. I am the light of the world. Yes. Come on. That's what took us off last Sunday, the other Sunday. Because we started talking about true light, true bread. And he had to clear them up on that, about the true bread situation. But here he's telling them, I am the light of the world. That's right. John said he came to bear witness. John said, I came to bear witness of the light. The true light that lights every man that comes into the world. And here Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And then he says, just in case you have any challenges, he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have what? The light of life. Are you seeing the connect? Yes. My goodness gracious. Ooh. Turn over to the ninth chapter. John, the ninth chapter. Another occasion. Now listen carefully how Jesus says this. Well, let's pick up at... Uh, hmm. Well, let's go to verse 1 of chapter 9. And let's read it together. We're going to read down to verse 5. Let's read. Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. But that the works of God should be revealed in him. 
I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Did you see it? Did you see it? He said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And we know he went on to heal the man, right? Yes, he did. But he had another opportunity where he said, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. For the night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Wow. Well, let's go on. Uh, mm. Let's go over to John, the 11th chapter. John, the 11th chapter. My, my, my. Are you getting anything out of this? John, the 11th chapter. Now, this is his friend Lazarus. And you know the story. Lazarus was sick. At least he got a report that Lazarus was sick, right? Mm -hmm. And Jesus didn't bother to even go. Mm -hmm. But then later he gets the report that Lazarus is dead. dead. Mm -hmm. But he said, "Well, let me, let me, let me. Let's read it. Start at verse one. Let's read, read it out loud." Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sister sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you. And are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. These things he said, and after that he said to them, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Now you got to get this. <laughs> it didn't say that somebody came to Jesus and told him, your friend Lazarus is dead. It didn't tell you that. It says, Jesus answered, are there, when they ask him, you know, they want to kill you. They want to stone you. You going back to that area? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, 
he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. Oh my goodness. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Get this, please. I guess a couple of couple of things here. Wait, wait, wait. If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. Now you can take that a couple of ways. One, because he has the sunshine mm-hmm. in the day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he can walk in the day. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. A person can walk in the day. Yeah. That's one possibility, right? Mm-hmm. If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. If you had the light, the true light in you, you can walk in the night. Yes. Come on, come on, come on. Did you get it? Did you get it? Because you have the light in you. Reveal that unto you, but my Father in heaven, and upon this rock, upon this truth, that I am the Christ, I am the Messiah, mm-hmm. I will build my church, mm-hmm. and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, against the church that knows it has the light mm-hmm. in him. Mm-hmm. Because if you have the light in you, you can walk in the light. Because you have the light in you. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's right. That's right. Did you hear me? Yes. Hallelujah. Did you get it? When it's day, you can walk. Because you have the light of this world. But at night, because you don't have the light in you. But when you have the light in you, you can walk at night. Because you know the gates of hell cannot prevail against you. Because when the light comes, darkness flees. Amen. Did you hear what I said? That's right. Lord, have mercy. You'll get it in a minute. (laughs) Just looking at a couple of passages, turn to John the 12th chapter. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. Let me just get my little sheet out here because I'm going to share this in another passage, another version also. But I want us to read it together here. John 12th chapter, verses 34 
Uh, let's just pick up at verse 34, I think. Okay. Are we there? John 12th chapter? Yes. Verse 34. Oh, my, my, my. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, yeah, let's just pick up there. Let's read 34 down to verse 36. All right, let's read. The people answered him, we have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. And how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. The people answered him, we've heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. And how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is the Son of Man? Isn't it interesting? They got a part of it. They got the part where he would come to rule. Mm -hmm. You know, the Messiah would come to rule and reign. And so they got locked into that part of it and missed the fact that before he would come to reign as such, with the kingdoms, over the kingdoms of this world, that he would first come to liberate. Come on. He would first come to liberate man. And then it says that Christ remains forever. How can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? They didn't understand that he was coming as the perfect lamb. That's right. As a sacrifice for the sins of the world. Lord have mercy. Then Jesus said to them, let's read it again. Then Jesus said to them, a little while longer, the light is with you. Come on. You hear him tell He's telling you. He said, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Now he's telling them, then Jesus said to them, a little while longer, the light is with you. Now, wait a minute. They asked him a specific question. The Son of Man must be lifted up. You say the Son of Man must be lifted up. Who is this Son of Man? Mm -hmm. Listen how Jesus answers their question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then Jesus said to them, a little while longer, the light is with you. Who is this Son of Man? Did you hear? They asked him a question. Who is this son of man? And how does he respond? Then Jesus said to them, a little while longer, the light is with you. <laughs> Who's the light? Jesus! <laughs> Who's son of man? Jesus! He said, a little while longer, the light is with you. Walk while you have the light. the light. Lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. Mm -hmm. While you have the light, while you have the light, mm -hmm. Believe in the light that you may become sons of light. Yes. Amen. Yes. 
These things Jesus spoke and departed and was hidden from them. Did you get it? He said, when in response, when they asked, who is this son of man? Jesus says, a little while longer, the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. <laughs> Did you hear it? Did you get it? I, 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 I want to share verse 36 out of the Amplified. Listen to this. When you have the light, believe in the light. Have faith in it. Hold to it. Rely on it. That you may become sons of the light. And be filled with light. Yes. Jesus said these things. And then he went away and hid himself from them. Was lost to their view. Did you hear what he said? Yes. That you may become sons of the light. And yes. be filled with light. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Did you get it? Hallelujah. Lord have mercy. I, I, I just think it's absolutely tremendous. The Phillips translation says in those verses 35 and 36, it says, Jesus said to them, you have the light with you only a little while longer. Go on while the light is good. Before the darkness come down upon you. For the man who walks in the dark has no idea where he's going. You must believe in the light while you have the light that you may become the sons of light. That's right. Wow. You get in the picture, right? My goodness. We're talking about children. Mm -hmm. Of light. Mm -hmm. Children of light. Mm -hmm. Now, go back to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Wow. Mm -hmm. I know you think that it's all over to God. That's all right. I don't know what you're thinking. That's all right. <laughs> Uh, Matthew chapter 5, I'm sorry. Matthew chapter 5. Isn't it interesting? Jesus makes this statement in the Sermon on the Mount. Pick up at verse 13. And we'll read down from 13 to 16. You are the salt. Let's read it together. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor... How shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Wow. 
That's why when somebody made a statement earlier in the Adventures with God, and uh, the person simply said, you know, when, when, when I don't go to church, everybody in the house asks, why are you not going? Why are you not going? And the response was, well, why don't you go? But the key is, it says, wait a minute. I don't know if this was so true. What did it say? It says, you are the light of the world. That's right. A city is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all. To, come on. It gives light to all. Who are, who are in the house. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. I thought that was such a tremendous illustration. You know what I'm saying? But that it may give light to all that's in the house. Come on, y'all. Let your light shine before yes. men. Yes. That they may see your good works. And do what? Glorify your Father in heaven. Did you get it? Yeah. I'm telling you, God is something. How he just He's something. He can just speak in such tremendous ways to us. I think there's one more scripture that I want us to look at. Then we just going to stop. Okay. Uh, Lord have mercy. Let me see if I can find it. Give me just a minute. Because I think it will capsulize all of this. There it is. Turn to Philippians. Philippians, the second chapter. Mm, mm, mm. Philippians, the second chapter. Now, where were we? We were in uh, Matthew. Well, since you've got to pass this way, uh, I think, the Ephesians, Philippians, no, you don't have to pass that way. That's okay. Go over anyway. Go to Colossians, the first chapter. So if you get as far as Philippians, you only got one more book to go, right? And that's, and that's Colossians, right? Go to Colossians first. Colossians, first chapter. Mm -hmm. Colossians, the first chapter. My, 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 my. Colossians, the first chapter. And look down with me. Uh, let's pick up. <clears throat> Let's just pick up at verse 11. Sort of in the middle of the thought, but it's okay. Um, no, they had to pick up at verse 9. Verse 9. Let's begin to read verse 9 down through <clears throat> verse 13. All right, let's read. For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, 
fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Wait, wait, before we wait. Okay, let's go on and read. Next verse. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. But who qualified you to be a partaker of the inheritance of the saints in the light? Who qualified you? Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us. To the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. God, the Father, has qualified you. Why? Because you believed. <laughs> there you go. You believed in the light. You believed in Jesus. And because you believed in Jesus, who's the light, the light's every man who comes into the world. But because you believed in him, then you have become. Sons of the light. That's right. That's right. And God has qualified you to be a partaker of the inheritance. Partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Did you get it? Yes. Now let's go back to Philippians chapter 2. Oh, my goodness. I know some of y'all probably say, Pastor Joe, you're just going off when you hear this, when you read this. I can't help but go off. It's true, and it will make you free. That's right. Amen. That's right. <laughs> it's a truth that will make you free. That's right. Philippians chapter 2, beginning at verse 11, down to verse 16. And let's read it. And, and that every tongue should confess... That Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now I picked up the middle of that. But we know it says, and he's given him a name. Isn't that where it starts at? He's given him a name that's above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee would bow. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Well, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. He's given him a name. Given him a name. Given the one who is the light. The true light. The light is every man that cometh into the world. Given him who is the word in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. The one who lights every man who comes into the world. Him. He's given a name. That's above every name. Yes. That at the name of Jesus, every knee would bow and every tongue confess to the glory of God the Father, right? Yes. Okay, I just thought I'd emphasize that. <laughs> Let's pick up at verse 12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, 
not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless, children of God, without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain or labored in vain, but in the midst that you, come on, may become blameless and harmless, children of God, without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom, among whom what? Among whom that's perverse and crooked generation, you shine as lights in the world. Holding fast the word of life. So the question becomes, Jesus says, as long as I'm in the world, you have the light. Now I'm seated at the right hand of the Father. I'm depending That's right. upon those who have believed on the light. That's right. That have become children of the light to be the ones that would shine forth. That's right. Yes. In the midst of a perverse and crooked generation, yes. holding fast the word of life. Amen. Because you will be filled with the light. Yes. And the light will be able to emanate from, from you. That's right. Oh, God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hmm. Now look at the picture for just a moment. God is light. Jesus made Jesus, yes, Jesus made it very clear to his disciples. I am the light of the world. Now notice this, please. I only say what I hear my father say. I only do what I hear my or what I see my father do. The Father in me does, does the, work. the work. That's right. And God <laughs> is light. The Father in me does the work. I am the true light that lights every man that comes into the world. He that believeth on me. Believeth not on me, but the one who sent me. He who believes in the light clings to, relies on, holds on to the light. 
shall become children of the light. Of the light. And you will be the ones that I have in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. That's right. That you would shine That's right. as lights, holding fast That's right. the word of life. You are the light of the world. That's right. Come on, y'all. That's right. And men should behold your good works. That's right. And glorify your Father in heaven. Children of the light. You get it? And he says, I've given you my spirit to dwell in you. So, it's not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And the light that you are, and the light that you believe on is the word of God. So the light that dwells in you is the word of God. My goodness. Thank you, Father. Are you seeing the connects of all of this? That's why it's so important. That we understand that light has come. And we are light bearers. Yes. We are children of the light. Amen. Amen. I know it's a whole lot. That's what the Spirit of God has to say to us today. But it's so important that we understand that we are children of light. And it's even more so important to understand that Jesus, who's the Word of God and God, is also the light that lights every man that comes into So then you begin to understand when it says the God of this small g of this world has blinded the minds of those who believe not, lest the glorious light of what? The gospel would shine unto them. So get this, would you please? If he lights every man that comes into the world and the light is life and that person says, I don't believe in Jesus. Then he walks in darkness, and the small g can blind their mind. But because you are children of light, and you hold the word of life, which is light, that when you share the gospel, 
It can begin to penetrate through the fog that has blinded that person's mind. You get the picture. Because you're a light bearer. And even when you walk at night, you have the light in you. That's right. Thank you, Jesus. My goodness. Do you see the connect? So when we start talking about soul winners and evangelism, you got a foundation. Amen. Do you hear what I said? Mm -hmm. That you are a light bearer. That's right. You're a child of the light. Hmm. 